to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. One of the biggest ways that we hold ourselves back in life is by avoiding uncomfortable and difficult things. I've actually been noticing myself avoiding a lot of things recently, so I'm finally taking a pause and painstakingly dealing with all the things, which is why I wanted to do this episode today. Because avoiding our problems, whether it's something big or just that annoying person at work that you always duck around the corner from, it's a totally normal thing to do. It really is much more comfortable in the short term to avoid these things. And the thing is, that's what your brain is designed to do. Your brain is there to seek pleasure and avoid pain. So we want comfort in the moment, right? The problem is that avoiding things doesn't actually make your life any easier, especially not in the long term. For one thing, avoiding things doesn't solve any problems or change any circumstances. The bigger issue is that avoiding something gives that thing time to fester and get worse. Problems grow bigger when left unchecked, and then the work to unravel things after having avoided them for so long is actually even more difficult. So today I'm going to address why we avoid things, like the science behind it, why avoiding things is a problem beyond just that nagging feeling that you should take care of things and you're judging yourself, and I'm going to share some solutions to stop avoiding things. So I mentioned that I've been avoiding a lot of things in my life lately. And the thing is, I don't normally consider myself an avoider. I think of myself as someone who faces uncomfortable situations and ideas head on. And I recognize my discomfort for what it is, just a feeling. And then I go through and take action, not in every area all the time, but in general, that is how I identify. Of course, there is one huge exception. I absolutely hate making phone calls. I am that person that will spend an hour or more finding a way to email, text, or use an online chat so that I do not have to call a stranger. And no, that avoidance has not served me very well. And it's also something that I'm okay with. I work through it. I get it done when I have to. I recognize that I might have to spend a little extra time and I'm okay with it. One of the difficult things that I have been avoiding is my relationship with my body, food, and exercise. I don't really talk about it very often because to look at me or to know me, you would think, oh, she's generally healthy. She's able-bodied. She's a slender woman. I know she gets out there and does some things. And because I appear that way and because people are always giving me that message like, oh, you're so this, you're so that, I give myself all the mind drama about it. My brain goes through these things on the regular. You don't need to diet. You're thin enough. Don't work out too hard. You'll get injured. There's more to life than exercising. Eat the food, drink the beer, and enjoy yourself. But wait, you could work out more and eat better and probably like how your clothes fit. You should just be happy with your body. It works. Your clothes do fit. And I could just go on and on for hours with all the bullshit in my head. The point is that all of these thoughts bouncing around my brain have led me to feel confused, conflicted, and uncertain in regards to what to eat, how much to eat, when to exercise, what kind of exercise, how strenuous should it be, how much exercise is the right amount. All that confusion has basically led me to doing very little exercise overall and continually starting and stopping both my exercise and healthy eating habits. So essentially, I've given you all the mindset and drama that I'm having that's leading to me avoiding any commitment to exercise, 
me cutting down on drinking, eating healthy, and even sleeping well. So I give you all that because we're going to go into exactly where all of that fits in just a second. Here's why we avoid things. It's a lovely mix of biological, psychological, and social factors. So there's pressure from how we've been socialized, people around us, there's psychological stuff happening in our minds, and there's even the physical discomfort of the emotions that we feel. The simplest explanation is that by avoiding something right now, we get to have an easier, more comfortable emotional experience right now. Growth is that point just past our comfort zone. You've heard that a million times, I'm sure. We don't like feeling uncertain, uncomfortable, or afraid. And we think that by avoiding something or not doing the challenging thing or the uncomfortable thing, we will also get to miss out on the anticipated stress, anxiety, or disappointment, or the embarrassment. Whatever that uncomfortable emotion is that you're trying to avoid, that's what we think we're doing. We think by not doing it right now, we will get to avoid that thing that could come if we did do the thing. And it seems like it works in the short term, right? Like you don't want to have that difficult conversation with your staff, so you just put it off. You don't discuss whatever the issue is. You don't correct their errors with them or walk them through it. And you just quietly fix it yourself and then hope that maybe they notice it and figure it out next time. But they don't notice it because their mistake was not pointed out to them. So as far as they know, they're doing a great job still. They don't know that anything was wrong. They think all is well. And there you are just quietly suffering and your frustration just festers and festers and gets worse as time goes on. And probably their mistakes get even bigger or worse in other ways because it just compounds. So this highlights so much of the reasons why avoiding things is a problem. Avoiding things not only leads to small problems growing, it also ensures that you suffer longer and harder in exchange for avoiding what feels like a conflict in the moment. Avoiding problems zaps your energy. Think of all the energy that you spend thinking about something that you don't want to do, seeing it on your list every day, agonizing over how uncomfortable you think it'll be. And then think of something uncomfortable that you've done recently and how easy it actually was once it was over. How little time did it actually take you to do the thing? How much calmer did you feel once it was over? Kind of crazy, right? So much energy goes into avoiding things. Another thing you can take from the example of avoiding a difficult conversation, whether it's with a staff member, a client, or even a family member, is that the whole time you avoid the conversation, you're giving your own power and agency to someone else. You're also not being upfront, truthful, or kind. You're basically people-pleasing and lying to yourself and even to them with either a liable mission because you aren't having that needed conversation and telling them something that you want them to know, or an outright lie. Like, seriously, how many times have you said, everything's fine, or no, nothing's wrong, when what you really mean is everything is wrong, I'm losing my mind, and I'm so angry I want to punch someone in the face. That's not what you actually tell them, though. And so you suffer in silence. The more you avoid things, the more that avoidance becomes a habitual pattern and feels normal to you. That's the pattern I've been noticing for myself re recently. Even though I said, like, I don't identify as a person who avoids things, I seem to have been slipping slowly into that habitual habit. So I'm working on actively reversing it and changing that habit. And here's a kicker that may help you. It has helped me with greater awareness many times. When you're avoiding things habitually, you don't even notice it because it's so normal now. And then you start to create these very convincing stories about how you're not avoiding things. Remember, I listed all those crazy thoughts going through my mind. I'm like, no, 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 everything's good. I'm doing the right stuff. I don't need to do that. I was in a habit of telling myself these stories to justify what I was doing so that I wouldn't see it as avoiding taking care of myself. 
a lot of times we call these things buffering activities. And they're things that make you seem or make you think like all is well, that you're being productive, that you're doing great things, but you're really hiding, avoiding, or soothing yourself. And when I say you're being productive, a lot of times we'll do that thing where we're like, I'm going to cross some stuff off my list, but none of them are useful things. They're just like tedious, easy, low-hanging things, but they don't actually move you forward. That's probably an avoidant behavior. Some other behaviors are things like over-drinking, overeating, over-exercising, overthinking, and overworking. So I don't really have an objective measurement for you to use to determine if you're over-somethinging, but if you are doing more than you want, or enough that you're uncomfortable afterward, like me with drinking, or you're creating net negative results with your over-effort, that is a good sign to check in. And I even feel compelled to tell you, but I don't drink a ton. I'm not binge drinking. I'm only having one drink every night, but I don't feel good after it. That's the problem. But notice those kinds of thought behaviors and how you're like justifying the behavior, why you think it's okay. That can be a really good indicator to help you be like, oh, I need to check in. I'm creating a net negative result with these efforts or over efforts that I'm doing. And like I said, that's how I realized just how much avoiding I've been doing in so many areas of my life lately that I realized that I probably needed to share this with you guys. So now that you know why you might avoid something and why avoiding it is a problem, and even how to notice it if you've blinded yourself to your avoidance, how do you actually stop avoiding things? If you're like me, at this point, you probably have a running list going in your head of all the things that you've been avoiding, and you're probably not feeling very pleased with yourself. So I want to pause here and make a very important point that I think we just need to know over and over and over in our lives, especially as people socialize as women. Do not beat yourself up when you identify things that you are avoiding. Remember, this is a totally normal human brain behavior. It's not an indicator that something is wrong with you or that you're bad, lazy, or whatever negative words may be running through your head right now. Because listen, I do that crap to myself all the time. I love to notice what I don't like about myself or what I'm not doing right in my mind. And it's extremely counterproductive. It's not healthy. It's not useful. It serves zero purpose. And that is why we do this mindset coaching stuff. That's why coaches need coaches. Like we all just need this work. It's so important to clear out our brains and bring ourselves back into conscious control so that we aren't working on autopilot and we can actually go where we want to go with our lives. Okay, now that we covered that important piece, which covers everything else, here's what you can do to stop avoiding things. Make a list. You probably already have it, like I said. But what are you avoiding? And what do you want to stop avoiding? There are some things that you may be avoiding because ultimately you have this thought and belief of it's probably not worth doing. And you might want to check in and be like, oh yeah, I'm actually right. I can trust myself and just get rid of that thing. But if it's something that you do want to stop avoiding, ask yourself why you're avoiding it. What would happen if you did the thing? Your answers are going to reveal thoughts and feelings that are keeping you stuck. And then you know what to work on. Your next step is to simply recognize, allow, and process the feelings. Do you feel afraid or worried because you think you might fail or look stupid? That's pretty normal. What would actually happen if you failed or looked stupid? I mean, a lot of times I say, would you actually fail or look stupid? And sometimes that's a good question, but sometimes that's not helpful to your brain. It's more important to be like, what would actually happen if I did look stupid or if I thought I looked stupid? What actually would happen is you would feel uncomfortable. You would live through that. You would learn from it. 
all those other thoughts that are probably racing through your head, like I'll lose my job, I'll be living on the street, no one will ever hire me again, my staff will be offended, my client will pout. Those are either very unlikely or not even a problem. Clients can pout. That doesn't mean that you did something wrong. They're having their own emotional response to something that is uncomfortable that they were probably avoiding. So it's good to know these things. So once you get through that, set yourself some small actionable goals for the things that you want to stop avoiding. Something like, I will call difficult client A on Tuesday and say these words to make sure I communicate this specific matter and then follow through on it. And if it helps, enlist the help of a friend or a mentor or even your coach by telling them your plan and then letting them know you did it. There is nothing like speaking your intentions into the world, especially to a specific person who can hold you accountable to light a fire under your butt to follow through with what you said you would do. To help you prevent avoiding things in the future, use what you learn from these current things that you're avoiding. What thoughts and feelings do you tend to have when you are avoiding something? Learn to recognize those and use them as triggers to help you go like, oh, hey, I think I might be avoiding something right now. Notice the way that you talk to yourself. Negative self-talk is a notorious avoidance advocate. And create an identity for yourself as someone who gets things done and tackles challenges head on. Remember I said that's how I thought that I identified? That's where I slipped into avoidance. I stopped regularly reminding myself of that identity. Create habits to keep you in check and incorporate your anti-avoidance tactics into your calendar by setting clear goals or breaking tasks into small steps so that they feel less intimidating, it's more clear what you need to do, less question, and it's not as challenging or uncomfortable to do those things. Especially when you actually then break those down and put them on your calendar, you're like, oh, it's just something to do. I can just knock those off my list. And then reward yourself for doing the things that you wish you could avoid doing. Be like, hey, I showed up and I did that thing. It was kind of challenging, but I made it through and I learned something new. It can be very simple. It can just be being like, hey, good job, self. We just talked to that rude, stupid person and it turns out they're not actually so bad after all. They're not trying to ruin my life. They have their own issues. We worked it out and now we're on the same page. Say nice things to yourself. Encourage yourself, just like you would do for a friend or a colleague that you respect. And remember, you are a highly capable and highly intelligent person. Even if you don't always believe that about yourself, I'm here to remind you that that is the truth. Avoiding things is a choice. It is an action or an inaction, if you will. It's not an identity or personality trait. And the action of avoiding things comes from feelings that stop you from doing productive actions in response to thoughts that you have, whether those thoughts are about your ability, possible outcomes, your past, any number of things. Sometimes they're the silliest thoughts when we notice them. But those thoughts create those feelings that then lead to you avoiding something. So it's really important that you do the work to find these things and notice them so you can shift them. In the simplest terms, you can stop avoiding things by noticing what and how you're thinking and feeling in response to the things that you're avoiding. Then take anything you can learn from those thoughts and either let go of them, disprove them, or change them, depending on what feels appropriate in your situation. I can't wait to hear what you accomplish when you stop avoiding things. Please share with me. As for me, I have set a goal to run a half marathon, summit some 14ers because I live here in Colorado where that's a thing, and establish the baseline fitness that lets me live an active life with a strong body that I appreciate. And I am done avoiding what it takes and how I need to think to be that person. 
Yes, I am telling you here on the podcast because that is me speaking the intention into the world. And now you can hold me accountable. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com.